0: I was riding number nine Heading south from Caroline I heard that long, wow, Some whistle
1: blow
0: Warning, this radio show contains strong language, excessive use of alcohol and tobacco products and A whole lot of bullshit and nudity Here at WBWalker.com are not responsible for any lewd behavior, recklessness, illegal acts, or unwanted pregnancies. Directly caused by listening to this radio show. Viewer discretion is advised.
2: It's me, so old W.B. Walker, and you're listening to W.B. Walker's old soul radio show, broadcasting on iTunes, and over at wbwalker.com. Hell, I just want to start out by saying thanks for tuning in to me again. Hell, what y'all think of last week's episode, If Birds Could Fly, old Patrick Stanley, and Miss Hannah Aldridge? But on one hell, of a show for you, didn't they? But hell, if y'all enjoyed last week's episode... I got a strong feeling you're going to enjoy tonight's. so I tell you, on tonight's episode, I got some music lined up for you. From the Bastard Sons, of Johnny Cash, O'DB Harris, and with Sturgill Simpson. So hell, I'm going to tell you now, friends, I got a damn good episode in store for you this evening. But hell, it's alright with you all. Before we get to the tunes, I figure I'll play it on an interview for you. that I done the other day with old Blake Clayton from IBW. IP. So hell, get to the interview, here's a little conversation I had with that old podcasting god on W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. Ow. Well howdy friends, how's it going? It's me, it's me. So W.B. Walker, and you're listening to my old soul radio show, broadcasting on iTunes and over at WBWalker.com. Hell, on tonight's episode, I have a good friend of mine, the old podcasting god, old Blake Clayton. Hell, how about you say hello to everybody there, Blake?
3: How's it going, everybody? Amen, WB. Thanks for having me on, man.
2: And it's my pleasure, brother. Uh, I've been a fan of IBWIP for a long time, and, uh, it means a lot to me to be able to have you on the show, uh, Hell for people that's not familiar with your podcast, hell, how about you tell everybody about it there, Blake?
3: Um, well, uh, we've been doing it for be uh, seven years. In May, um, it's the mix of uh, adult comedy, roots music, and a lot of interviews with uh, artists that we know and love, and we just have a good time. It's at ibwip dot com.
2: Hell yeah, y'all definitely need to check IBWIP out. It's one of the few podcasts I actually listen to myself. So, hell, I guarantee y'all enjoy it. But I tell you, uh, when I talked to Chris Miller here a while back, he was talking about how things have changed so much from the time he started doing his podcast. I know from the beginning it was kind of like you and Miller and Joshy P and Joey Fuck Up and a couple more. But how has things changed in the seven years since you first started doing IBWIP? Well, it's
3: definitely changed a lot. Um, you know, like uh, you know, uh, Chris Miller and Josh P and Joey... Fuck Up and Me, you know, there was just a handful, you know, maybe five or ten, about five or six, you know, consistent podcasts that that focused on, you know, our kind of music, roots music, and um, we all kind of had a little bit of a different spin on it, but, uh, you know, that's how it kind of started out, and, and, you know, over the years, there's shows popped up everywhere, with the way technology is, you know, anybody can get on their laptop and buy the a $9 microphone
2: and, and just go with it and, you know, play the kind of music they love and talk shit like I do. I guess I've kind of been doing the radio show thing for going on about two years now. I first started doing it, like, in July of 2012, and uh, the episodes I'd done back then, there was 15 of them. They were available on my website. It was kind of like my precursor to changing my format to the way I do it now and getting my show on iTunes, but it definitely gave me the chance to kind of get my feet wet kind of get comfortable with uh, doing a podcast. But in the time that I've been doing it, I've noticed a big change. It seems like every week a new show comes out, which I think is pretty cool because, I mean, somebody might not really like the music I play on mine, but, you know, they may enjoy the music somebody else plays, and, I mean, it's all about kind of getting good music heard. So it's a damn good thing.
3: Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed is, you know, with with, with a lot of podcasts, I mean, we, we all have the basic same principle is to, you know, promote music and that we like, but, um, you know, everybody's from a different region of the country and you get, you know, they there's different types of music and all those. So, you know, you'll, you're always going to find something different on each one of them. Um, but for, you know, old podcasters like me, it's one of those things where you have to continue to try to not reinvent yourself, but to definitely, you know, find new ways to, stay above everybody, you know, or not, not necessarily above everybody, but you gotta keep it fresh because you and so that that's one of those things that it's for me it's been fun but it's you know, it's it's been stressful too is is trying to find new stuff to not just be the same you know, the same exact show for seven years.
2: Yeah, I mean I can definitely relate to that. I mean doing a podcast is definitely a labor of love. It can be very stressful at times. I mean one of the most stressful things for me is getting permission to play somebody's record and you really want to play it, you know, right then, but you kind of have to put it on the back burner because, you know, you want to pair it with some other records that, you know, will flow good with it. And that's pretty hard sometimes, you know, but with me, I want my show to flow really good together. I mean, I don't want to play something that's in your face, then play something that's kind of, you know, mellow and I just want everything to be a good experience for my listeners, so I mean it can definitely get kind of stressful sometimes. But, like with you, where you do your show live, I mean, I really respect that. I mean, I have never done a live show, so I'd say it's definitely like a different beast. You know, it's, uh, I'd say it's pretty tough doing shit on the fly sometimes.
3: Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as on the fly as it may seem. I mean, we, we spend, uh, you know, we do a live show every two weeks, and then I usually release like, a an interview episode in the week in the middle. But, you know, those two weeks, uh, I'd say there's probably between me and, um, me and Jason, you know, there's probably a good, at least six hours of prep work, you know, for each show because we're working on bits or we're, you know, writing stuff. And we actually meet like twice. We usually meet twice between live shows. So, you know, and then, you know, set up time is before the show is like 45 minutes to an hour for set up time. And then, you know, luckily I don't have to edit like I used to. But, um, yeah, so, you know, for each live show, you know, you're looking at almost 10 hours' worth of work just to get it out, you know. So, yeah, it's definitely, you have to be devoted to do it,
2: that's for sure. I mean, you know how that is. Hell yeah, brother, I know exactly where you're coming from on that. I mean, it's, it gets kind of tough sometimes, especially, you know, where I work on the railroad and I don't have a set schedule where I'm always on call. It kind of gets hard to try to you know, do a show each week, but, I mean, they'll say, if there's a will, there's a way. I mean, you'll get it done. But uh one thing I really envy about you is where you... uh you know, do your show live, you have you know different people come on and do it with you. I mean, that has to be pretty fun. I mean, the prior to the one-year anniversary show, I hadn't done a show really in front of anybody except my wife. You know, I had never had the opportunity to, to really be WB in front of anybody else. But after uh, doing the one-year anniversary show, I really enjoyed it. And you know, actually, this Friday, I have a couple musicians from Huntington coming down, and they're going to do some live stuff. And, uh, and I really enjoy that, so hopefully I can get some more live shit lined up in the future
3: it definitely a good time. And when you have, you know, when I first started doing it, uh, you know, it was just me doing it and, and that's a good time. But, you know, after a while, you, that's, that's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? So, you know, over the years I've had a lot of co-hosts and stuff and a lot of people that have brought different stuff and different flavors to the show. So it definitely takes a lot. It takes, definitely takes a lot off of you as a host to have, you know, some other people to bounce off of and stuff, you know, so definitely, um, Yeah, you know, getting into having other people on once in a while, it's definitely a lot
2: easier. Yeah, I know you've done a lot of interviews, Blake. Uh, What are some of the interviews that's really stuck out in your mind?
3: Oh, man. Um, Jeez. Man, that's a a tough question because I've had so many people on over the years. Um, One of my favorite interviews I probably ever did was uh, with uh, Graham Lindsay. Um, I have a lot of respect for him as a musician and uh, as a songwriter. And that one was uh, it was one of the ones where I was excited, like, at the end of it. Like, I couldn't wait to get it out. Like, as soon as I pressed save, like, I was just like, ooh, I got to get this out because it was just super awesome. Um, <clears throat> I've had everybody from, you know, Joey Alcorn on a couple times, and he's a good friend of mine, uh, Joey Henry from O'Clamney Cubes. I just, uh, we're releasing a, an episode. I New mean, episode pretty soon with um, another interview with the Clammy Cubes. And I've had that one like three, three or four times over the years. And so, you know, there's, there's never been an interview I really didn't get something out of. And I hope the listeners get something out of it. Even if, they, even if they think they know the artist, I try to ask questions that are, you know, maybe more personal or just more I don't know. I just want to dig into them a little bit more than just, hey, what's, you know,
2: yeah. what made you do this or something. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, when I do an interview, I try to ask questions that I generally, you know, personally want to know. And, uh, you know, I try not to ask the same questions on each interview. And uh, But if I haven't done nearly as many as you. I've, I guess Joey Alcorn was the first one I'd done last year. And uh, at first doing interviews, I didn't really care a lot for them because, I mean, they were fun. But I was so damn nervous doing it that, you know, I'd be kind of sick to my stomach for a couple of days leading up to it. But like you had told me, you know, the more you do, the more comfortable you get. But one interview for me that uh, kind of caught me off guard, I didn't think it was going to happen as quick as it did, was uh, when I interviewed Conrad Wirt. I mean, I would sent, you know, Keith from Hillgrass a message about doing it, and he kind of lined it out, and uh, it just happened so fast. And i have been a big fan of, you know, Possessed by Paul James for a long time, so getting to talk to him was uh, something that I was tore all the hell about. But he's such a good guy. I mean, he's just so down to earth that he made the interview really easy, and I had a good time doing it. But, hell, something that kind of spawned from that interview back in uh, February, Conrad had sent me an email, let me know that he's going to be playing NPR in D.C., and he was wanting me to come up if I could. And, uh, hell, at the time, you know, I just couldn't swing it. It's about a seven-hour drive, and I was laid off, you know, so financially I just couldn't do it. But, hell, it meant a lot to me, you know, that he would consider me or he would think of me for something like that. And, uh, hell, hopefully I can see him before long. But one interview that I got lined up here on the third of May that I'm really nervous about is Unknown Henson. I'm gonna be seeing Fifth on the floor and Unknown Henson at the V Club in Huntington, West Virginia. And who I sent Stewart a message about doing an interview, and he told me he's up for it. So I say that's gonna be a trip. I say that's gonna be a fucking crazy ass time. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, when I you know when I first started doing it, I was you
3: know the first few. I think the like the third interview I ever did was with Guys, fired inspire and them and then like the fifth one was like like Wayne the string Hancock and, and to me at the time these were guys that you know were are, I guess on the top threshold of you know the music we listen to and you know I, I remember before doing Wayne Hancock interview like that whole evening like before I called him I was like throwing up because I was just you know <laughs> so nervous but now you know you the more you do it and the more you meet these guys and gals and the more you you get to realize how cool they are and how, like I said, how personable they are, and it, it just becomes old hat, and, you know, you just, eventually you'll just do them on the fly. I mean, you'll you'll have some questions, but you'll just do them on the fly. It's just, it's really good, it's a good way to, to you know, talk to the artist and get to know them on outside of just, you know, their music.
2: I guess the weirdest part for me when I first done my first couple of interviews was, the fact that you know I'm getting ready to call somebody up on the phone and do an interview with them, and hell, you know, a couple of weeks prior, you know, here I was getting drunk as hell, you know, listening to their music, so it's kind of surreal feeling, you know, just somebody that you've been a fan of for a long time, and here you are getting ready to call them up. But usually, once the interviews start and you know, you start talking about music, I mean, hell, you know, I'm not a musician, but I do this podcast, so you know, naturally, I have a pretty big love for music, and hell, you know, they make music, so naturally, they have a pretty big love for music too. So it's uh it's kind of like talking to one of your friends you know usually once it starts, but the first interview I ever done was with Joey Alcorn and the timing was kind of shitty because you had just interviewed him like the week before. But I didn't realize you was gonna do it, but it was uh it worked out good because it was like right before you know he kind of put the campaign out to try to raise money for midnight the death of Hank Williams. But after I got talking to him, you know it went really smooth. Joey's a really good guy and I mean I had a really good time with it. But hell, uh my understanding, Blake, you'll be uh getting hitched here in a couple weeks. Uh, When's the date?
3: Uh, May 17th. It's actually going to be viewable on the Internet. That's how big and high-tech we are. So, um, yeah, uh, May 17th we'll be in Las Vegas. We're going to get married, and uh, we'll we'll, we'll give her another try and see
2: how it goes. I heard that, man. I I didn't know it was going to be online, but I wouldn't expect anything less from you since you are the podcasting god and all. But, hey, brother, I really wish you and Molly the best. Thanks,
3: man. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, uh, when when girl uh, when Molly and I got together, I don't think she had any idea how much uh, podcasting overtakes your life. You know, her whole living room is just a big uh, recording studio, and, you know, bands come through town, and they're sleeping on the couch, and so it's definitely been an adjustment for her. But she has a good time. You know, she's been on a show. She's been appearing on the show off and on for I'd say like two and a half years now. So she's, she and she uh she does a show with her friend Shannon, uh SNM radio.
2: So she's she's dabbled in podcasting herself, so it's kinda of the exact opposite for me because he'll Molly come into your life after the podcasting and Hell me and Fallon, if you count the time we've been dating and married we've actually been together ten years today. And uh, you know, I've always been a music nerd, I guess you'd say, you know, I've always been somebody that listens to music all the time, you know my life in a big way kind of revolves around music but uh besides you know just me listening to music she uh she had never really kind of experienced the whole married to a podcaster type deal until you know the past couple years but like I said when I first started doing it it wasn't really time demanding I mean you had to record the show but it was mostly me just going through my iTunes library and picking shit out to play but now you know where it's kind of grown a little bit and I'm constantly getting CDs in the mail and I'm trying to listen you know and pick out shit I want to play, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to line up interviews and this and that, I mean, it definitely is something that takes a lot of time, but uh, there's a lot of people that don't really understand, you know, why I devote so much time to it, because, I mean, hell, you don't make really nothing off of it, I mean, I might sell a koozie or a sticker every now and again, but, I mean, I just do it because I love it, I mean, hell, I know definitely you can kind of relate to that.
3: Oh, yeah, I've definitely definitely spent tenfold over what I've made, so, (laughs) it definitely costs a lot. Definitely, you don't make. If you're into podcasting for money, uh, there's very few podcasts. Not, you know, there's very few podcasts out there in the world that are actually profitable things. And so, you know, if that's what you're into doing it for, it ain't, you know, it ain't gonna last very
2: long. Well, hell, like with me, any time I sell a sticker or a koozie, you know, or a t-shirt or something, you know, I just kind of let the money kind of pile up in my PayPal account. And like the interview I'm doing here on the third with Unknown Henson, it's the first live interview I've ever done. So, you know, anybody that bought a T-shirt or a sticker or anything in the past month or so, hell, that money went towards buying a digital recorder, you know, so I'd have a way of doing a live interview. But, hell, I understand you're leaving out here Friday to uh, head to Moon Runners. I mean, what are you really looking forward to about uh, that show?
3: Oh, man, it's, it's uh, you know, we went last year, and uh, it, it was just a really good time, and they split it up into two days. I've been friends with Josh P for six years now so it's always good to see you know it's good to see him and, and there's a lot of bands there that we know um and that you know it's good to spend time with them and and see a lot of people that we know from across the country you know um when you go to these festivals one of the biggest things for me at least is is seeing the people that you know that i know online or that listen to the show or something and you know to have somebody come up and be like oh i listen to your show all the time That's pretty you know it's pretty damn cool feeling to have and what I'm kind of looking forward to, but kind of nervous about, it, is we're going to be doing a lot of recording, um, IVWIP recording, while we're at Lunar, So uh, it, it's going to be exciting because it's going to be a different environment, different atmosphere. Uh, but it's kind of nerve-wracking, you know, because a whole lot of equipment and a whole lot of shipping can go wrong. But
2: <laughs> I tell you, in the past couple of years, I haven't really got out to a whole lot of shows outside of you know Kentucky or West Virginia. Like I was talking earlier, where I work on the railroad and I don't really have a set schedule, it's kinda of tough sometimes, you know, to try to get away to you know go out of state to to a show or festival or whatever. But uh especially around like Huntington, West Virginia and Lexington and places like that, you know, I'll run into, you know, people that listen to my show and it's always kinda of a little weird because people will kinda of get bit across from the bar or, you know, whatever and they'll kinda of look at you like they know who you are. And uh, you know, they'll walk up to you and say, Hey, you're you're W B Walker, you're that guy that does the old soul radio show and it's it's kinda weird because, you know, I'm usually the drunk that goes up to musicians and is like, Hey, I listen to your music or whatever and uh it's kinda weird when the shoe's on the other foot, but it's uh it's something that I'm kinda getting I guess used to a little bit now, but it's always kinda surreal that, you know, somebody comes up to you and they're a fan of your show. I mean it's a pretty cool feeling. Uh I said it was about six five
3: or six years ago was the first time I was at a split up Rayfield show in Champaign, Illinois, and uh, I was sitting there with uh, some friends of mine, and and uh, this girl walked up to me and she's like, "Are you Blake Clay Clayton from IWWP?" And it was like the first time anybody had like, you know, like recognized me. And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, I me and my husband listen to your show all the time," and and it was just it was, it was pretty cool, and you know, it's comes kind of, coming on to be that, you know, six years later, those two people are still really good friends of mine, they're really close friends of mine, um, Melissa and Gary. so, you know, you, you make a lot of lifetime friendships doing this, you know, that's, that's one of the biggest perks. I mean, we don't make any money, but we, we definitely make a lot of friends and and uh, just know a lot of
2: people. Yeah, when I went and seen Isabel here about a month ago, I seen him at the V Club in Huntington, West Virginia with uh, Corey Brannon, and uh, as soon as I walked in, I mean, not before I even had a chance to check my ticket... I had somebody hollering at me, you know, a friend of mine and, uh, you know, somebody that listened to the show, and, uh you know, I was over there talking to him, and I walked over to the bar, you know, to try to get a couple of beers, and uh, the manager of the bar, he uh, introduced me to a friend of his that's a musician, and all night long, you know, had all these people come up to me, you know, wanting to know how they could submit their music or whatever, but, hell, I don't know how it is in, like, in Illinois or whatever, but, like, in West Virginia and Kentucky, most major cities, uh, you can't smoke in a bar, so uh, right when Isbell first started playing, I'd walked outside to smoke. They had like a little patio outside where you could smoke, and I literally never made it back in for each set. I mean, I could hear him playing, but I never made it back in because there were so many people, you know, wanting to know how they could, you know, get their music on the show, and just people that was fans of the show, you know, that was kind of wanting to tell me, you know, how they enjoyed it or whatever. And even though I didn't actually get to see Isbell for probably five minutes of his set. It was probably one of the funnest concerts i ever been to because, you know, I got to connect with so many people, you know, that I was friends with, you know, online or whatever. But I tell you, it really meant a lot to me to be able to connect with people, you know, that's fans of the show or whatever, you know. It just means a lot to you when somebody comes up to you and lets you know, you know, just what your show means to them, you know. It's, yeah, you're going
3: to have to get a bodyguard pretty soon, man. Sounds like you're going to have to get two or three
2: bodyguards. Hell, uh, yeah, I've been a big fan of Blue Ribbon Radio for a long time, and hell, if the whole gig with Layla don't work out, I... Might put old Chris Miller on the payroll we'll let him come on as a bodyguard.
3: He'd be the he be the guy he he would be the guy that I would want to be my bodyguard too. I would definitely want Chris Miller as my bodyguard. That's, that's <laughs> because right. if he doesn't beat the guy's ass, he's at least gonna make the guy drop down
2: laughing, so that's right. I tell you I had uh, I think three vacation days lined up for Muddy Roots this year. But when I got laid off, you know, it's gonna be like a couple weeks before my unemployment kicked in. So I had to kind of get paid on my vacation days and shit. You know, it kind of supplements my income until my unemployment, you know, started going in the bank. But uh, I don't know if I will get to make it up to Muddy Roots this year. I mean, there's a lot of you that I've kind of become pretty good friends with through podcasting and things that I'd love to meet. But, hell, I really don't know if I'll get to make it up there this year, you know, hopefully it'll work out. But it's kind of up there right now. Yeah, it's a
3: good, it's a good time. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool festivals out there. I mean, it's kind of like festivals are now, though, like like... Uh like, like podcasting was, there was one or two, and now they're just popping up everywhere. And, and it's kind of cool because they're all over the country. And so people that can't necessarily go cross country to go to one, you know, will still be able to get to another one. So they're definitely cool. They're definitely a place to, to see a lot of great bands, but then also make a lot of friends and family. And that's one thing, you know, for me, I love the music that we, that we play. I love the music that we, you know, promote and stuff on the show. But, um, Really, like the biggest thing for me is, is the people that I've met and the, and the, the friends I've grown to have and, you know, almost family members, you know, uh, BJ and Coley, who used to do the show with me, you know, I, I, I met them through them listening to the show and then, you know, then it turned out they were co-hosting with me and, you know, they uh, we, we've, we've we've been really close for, you know, quite a few years, so definitely make a lot of, music brings a lot of people together for a lot
2: of reasons. Yeah, one festival I try to make every year is the Master Musician Festival in Somerset, Kentucky. I've been going since 2008. Uh, it's one of the first times I've ever seen Chris Knight. I've been a fan of his music for a long time, and he's one of the musicians that really kind of got me into Americana-type music. But uh, it's it's definitely a good time. If anybody lives close, or hell, if you don't, and you want to go to a good festival, it's, uh, I think it's a weekend after the 4th of July. It's a Friday and Saturday event. It's an all-day event. So if you like good music, you ought to definitely check her out. But one door that uh, my podcast has kind of opened for me is uh, this year, I get backstage passes and shit to the Master Musician Festival, and it's kind of surreal. You know, I've been going for a long time and actually kind of have all-access pass. You know, it's it's pretty cool. But uh, the first time I played Tyler Childers on the show, he, you know, shared it on his Facebook and stuff. And the woman that puts on the Master Musician Festival, she's kind of like the president of the committee, she uh, had Tyler, you know, kind of booked to uh, play the show this year. So she listened to my show and she enjoyed, you know, how I do it, I guess the style of the show or whatever. So she told me that if I, you know, uh, done an exclusive show for them that would only broadcast on their website and play the musicians as they' feature and, you know, on the stage this year, that she'd get me backstage passes. So, I mean, that's pretty cool, you know. it's It's kind of surreal, you know, being on the other side of the spectrum for a change. But, hell, Blake, I really appreciate you coming on, brother, and I appreciate what you do. I, like I said, I listen every week, and I look forward to every episode. But uh, I just I really appreciate all the advice you've given me in the past year and a half, you know, me aggravating the shit out of you. But, you know, any time you want to come on the show, you're more than welcome, brother.
3: Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's, I, I feel like one of those the, those old timers, you know, the, the guys that are walking a little slower than the young guys like you guys. But, uh, no, I appreciate you giving me, giving me the time to be on the show, and, yeah, I I mean anytime you need any time you need any kind of technical advice or something like and if I don't know it I can get you to the right person. But you're doing a great job and uh just keep it up, man. It's 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 uh, it's a labor of love,
2: that's for sure. It's definitely a labor of love, but I know I wouldn't have it any other way and I'm sure you wouldn't either. But hell like I said, brother, I really appreciate you coming on the old soul radio show here.
3: Thanks a lot, man. Hey, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work and uh we'll we'll stay in touch, buddy.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You take it easy. Have you a good one there, Blake. Hopefully I'll see you soon.
0: There ain't no hockey talks in this town. Smoky bars and neon lights. Ain't no jute i has been said lonely since they closed the foothill down no more night 자 Out of Nashville Man, I love those harmonies And they got red dirt in Oklahoma That's just rock and roll to me Since they closed the Armadillo a little money for the family If see him coming Get out of his way Don't try to back him down Got a pistol and a rifle A new shotgun Don't you go Messing with a poor man Son Well he never Ain't nobody know. The deep in In an old food jar He don't care about the world outside Don't give a damn if they pass him by Living up the land Back in down. Got a pistol and a rifle A new shotgun Don't you go Messing with a pawn man son. Don't you go Messing with a pawn Going down the line. A way to make a living when you're falling hard times. In a shotgun shack with his wife and kids. Back in moonshine like his dead. did. If you can see him coming, get out of his way. Don't try to back him down. Got a pistol and a rifle. Copperland Steel.
2: Those are bastard sons of Johnny Cash with no honky Tones, followed by Poor Man's Son off their latest release 2013's New old story, which is available for you over at iTunes. And it's also available over at WBWalker.com. But what Amazon widget got set up? So hell, what are you waiting on? Bigger up. The whole damn albums pretty damn good. But hell, up next on the old soul radio show, I figure i will play a couple from DB Harris. So hell. Get to the music. There's DB Harris with one more time on WB Walkers. Old Soul Radio Show Out
0: But I love you, baby, one more time.
2: 2007's Contagious Heartache, which can be found over at iTunes. And this one's also available for you over at wbwalker.com. But hell, up next on the Old Soul Radio Show, figure I'll play you a couple with Sturgill Simpson's upcoming release of up modern sounds and country music. So hell, get to the music for Sturgill Simpson telling you all about Old Life of Sin on W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. Two,
0: three, four. got me down Well, sex is cheap and talk is overrated And the boys and me still working on the sound Well, a little happiness a little love was all I wanted Sure as hell thought I'd found it but I was wrong She left my heart feeling toned and my mind. First her I have to thank on my song So every day I'm smoking my brain hazy All I can do to keep from going crazy But the paranoia slowly creeping in Oh, I keep drinking myself silly On the way for this hellbilly And I thank God for this here life of sin Look in the mirror and spot, sign of everything, all that I've become. Level of my medication, some I'd find, timid, that's alright. it don't bother me, no. Down. Well, the sex is cheap and the talk is overrated, and the boys and me still working on the (laughs) sound. woke oh, up my baby was gone without her don't need no home on the hit road start looking for the end of that long white line on the the road start looking for the end of that long white line with this bank in my door I don't care where I go gonna push that rig to push that girl out of my mind if somebody Tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long no white line. Tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long no white line. New York City, old St. Joe, Albuquerque, New Mexico. This old record's is humming and rolling, and she's doing fine. If somebody wants to know what's become of this old and so, tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long white line do like. I'm somewhere we're looking for him at that rolling, she's doing fine If somebody wants to know what's this so-and-so Tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long white line Tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long white line I won't be round this old town anymore I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long white
2: simpson telling y'all about a life of sin followed by long white line off its upcoming release 2014's modern sounds and country music which will be available for you on may the 13th hell head your big ass on over to sturglesimpson.bandcamp.com you can pre-order it i tell you it's an absolutely fucking killer album it's right there on top my top 30 of 2014 so far. So hell, mark her down on your calendar. Don't forget to pick her up. I guarantee you'll fucking love it. But hell, up next in the Old Soul Radio Show, I figure I'll play a couple more from the Bastard Sons of Johnny Cash. So hell, get to the music There's the Bastard Sons of Johnny Cash telling you all about their well-worn heart. W. B. Walker's Old oh, Soul Radio Show. Out
0: smoky bar, neon lights ain't good for romance. Just one night stand. Hangovers and
1: regrets
0: All this honky-tonk From killing me All I good for drowning Memories Who wants To take a chance On a well heart I got no I'm old enough to know better God knows I'm foolish enough to try To gamble on the game of love Even though we've lost it all before Who wants to take a chance On a well-worn heart got a well-worn heart and a restless soul. I gave my life to the open road, but there's still a few good miles on this wheel. lead me anywhere that you want to And lay me down in your sweet and warm embrace And tomorrow when the morning comes If I wake up and find you gone There'll be one more scar on this well Again cottonwood tree Riding your chains when you're in your baby free. and No use trying to make sense of it all Cause there ain't no tipping when a hammer gonna fall Flesh and spirit and muscle and bone No matter who loves you, you go I could beat your face against the wall But there ain't no telling when I hammer my gone fall. Who's gonna save you Where you gonna run What will you put your faith in you'll be reaching for a Bible or a gun Wind and water and earth and sea You'll be working in a field with a family to feed You could break your back for any hope at all Yeah, but there ain't no telling when I'm gonna fall Faith in, will you reaching for Bible or gun? Religion and power and bullets and blood. I tell you who to kill and I tell you who to love. You could beat your face against a wall. I oh, got there ain't no telling when I'm gonna fall. Now you're sitting and crying, eat your cottonwood tree. Granting your chains on you when you be free. And no use trying to make sense of it all. I no, because there ain't no telling when I'm gonna fall where there ain't no tillin' in
2: uh, the hand of mine at all. That bastard sons of Johnny Cash, the well-worn heart, followed by Ain't no telling of their latest release, 2013's new old story. But hell, if you'd like to find out more about the Bastard Sons of Johnny Cash, head your big ass on over to BSOJC.com. And while you there, check the tour date's out. See if the Bastard Sons of old Johnny Cash comes anywhere close to where you live. But hell. Up next in the old soul radio show, figure i play you a couple more. Oh, D.B. Harris. So get to the music. Here's D.B. Harris of Separation Time on W.B. Walkers. Oh, so radio show. Oh,
0: There's separation
2: Separation time, followed by Contagious Heartache, off its latest release, 2007's Contagious Heartache. But a hell. If you'd like to find out more about old D.B. Harris, had your big ass on over to ReverbNation.com slash D.B. Harris is men of action. Hell, while you there? Check your tour dates out. My understanding, old D.B. plays at Roberts Western World every Friday. Say hell close to Nashville, you definitely need to check him out, what a hell, up next on the Old Soul Radio Show, figure I play you a couple more, Old Sturgill Simpson, so hell, get to the music, So Sturgel Simpson, telling y'all about them voices, on WB Walker's Old Soul Radio Show, out.
0: There's a voice that I can hear sometimes out here on the mountain when it's dark and the sky's pouring acid like a fountain. And the memories like cold dust stained window in my house. So ask them no questions, they can't sell you no more lies. I hear voices all around me. In society's depression Over and over they recite their first impression And the rivers all cry The ocean cannot speak Till waters crash To uncharted shore. So dark and plain How I wish somebody'd make the forces go away Seems they're always talking, but they ain't got much to say Well, a picture's worth a thousand words, but a word ain't worth a dime We all know they'll go on talking till the end of time Sign of the times when it's always been this way. forked tongues and voices behind curtains with no names. Well, they plot they wicked get schemed, setting fate for all mankind with evil that can feel God's pretty skies with clouds. Oh. That Themes are always talking Ain't got much to say Well, a picture's worth a thousand words But a word ain't worth a dime We all know they'll go on talking Till the end of time You, be friend Don't look to a stranger You know in the end I'll always be there But when When you're in danger, take a look all around, and I'll be there. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know they don't sound the way. If you wait around, I'll make you fall for me.
3: I promise,
0: I promise you, I will. Your day's through, and so is your temper. You know what? if I shout it's not what's intended these words just come out with no right to
1: bear
0: I'm sorry but I'm just thinking the right words I know they don't sound like I planned them to be. if you wait around a while, I'll make you fall for me I promise you, I promise you, I will I'm sorry when I'm just thinking of the right words to say I know they don't sound the way I planned to be but If you wait around while I will make you fall for me I promise you, I promise I'm sorry when I'm just thinking of the right words to say
2: Simpson with voices followed by the Promise, which is an old song that went in Rome made famous back in the 80s. It's also the song that ends one of my favorite movies on Napoleon Dynamite. Hell, I didn't realize it myself, but old Josh Wallace, I the fucking genius he is, you know, he told me all about it. So hell, I appreciate it Josh, but hell, anytime you can mention Osterle Simpson on Napoleon Dynamite in the same damn line. Hell, that's pretty fucking cool on my book. But hell, if you'd like to find out more about old Sturgle Simpson, head your big ass on over to so sturgilsimpson.com. Hell, while you're there, check his tour dates out. See if old Sturgill comes anywhere close to you. I tell you, when it comes to artists that I haven't had the chance to see yet, old Sturgle Simpsons, O numero uno, on my list. But friends, this going getting to be out of time again. It's time for OWB. WB. To pack on up mosey on. Before I go, I just like to say thanks to each and every one of you that took the time to listen to this old radio show of mine again. I should appreciate it, guys. I also like to say thanks to the Bastard Sons of Johnny Cash, old D.B. Harris, was Sturgill Simpson for giving me the opportunity to play some damn fine music for you all. Once again, I want to say thanks to Glenn Simpson for providing me some of the finest old instrumental music I've ever heard. I should appreciate it, brother. But, hell, OWBwalker.com is where you need to go to find anything you want to know about me. And while you're there, pick up a koozie or a sticker or something. It'll support the show. If you're low on cash, just go over iTunes and get the show. a will five-star review. But, hell, like always, y'all take it easy. Have you a good one. Old WB. See you next week. i